0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your
1: podcasts. The thing about that is now, people don't realize this about doing podcasting or radio or whatever. When you ever have a really, really nice person on, you have to give some kind of a balance. Uh, and it's usually two to one. So we had to have two pricks come on, it'd be Gelfand and Judd. So now we're even. What do you oh. think?
0: I thought you were just yeah. referring to me when you said two pricks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you double down, have you? He's double down on being a prick.
2: So that's good. good. morning to you, too, Bernard. Bernard. Hey <laughs> Bernard. What are you doing?
1: Okay, so I'm going to mention this very quickly because we've got an entire hour to be together. Uh, but if you uh, – we talked about this this morning. Last night, or yesterday afternoon, I was sitting there watching the Twins game, and I'm texting back and forth with you, Judd. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm watching the uh, twins game. They're playing uh, Los Angeles and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden this little floaty bubbly thing moved from the left side of my right eye across my eye, stopped over the iris and then moved off my eye. And then about five minutes later, a black line appeared on the left side of my right eye, covered my, I went blind in my right eye last night for about 10 minutes so Catherine takes me to the hospital. I'm fine. It was no big deal. Uh, it uh, is an, was an ocular migraine. I've never had a migraine in my life. Oh,
0: boy. I, but, and it didn't hurt, though, Mike. It's weird. It, oh, there well, was yeah. no pain. Because you had the aura, but you didn't yeah. have the actual pain.
1: That's exactly See, what that's, I had. That's,
0: yep. I've had migraines all my life. Oh, you have, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I have now. I, I very rarely have a headache, but I get the aura you know every month or so. So you do you lose
1: sight in one of your eyes or anything like that? Well, you,
0: you can't you can't really focus. There's this usually the way it is for me and a lot of people is there's sort of like a sparkling light in the corner of your uh, of your vision. See, but, I don't even have that. It went it went black. But I guess in my there right are a lot eye. of kind of things that can happen. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard yeah. of that, but yeah, that's that sounds like it. Yeah.
1: So I went to I had an MRI, I had a CAT scan, and I had a uh, what's the other one they give you? EKG? The EKG, yeah. I had all three of them last night. They came across and said, because, I mean, I, they could have told me I had a brain tumor. They could have told me that I had cancer. They could have told me a number of things. It wasn't any of that. It was stress that, it's, that caused this.
0: No, stress? I know. It's hard
1: to believe me being stressed out. <laughs> what? Who ever heard of that? So,
0: so that's, that's interesting. So like 50 years of stress, and this is what you get for it.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, a, <laughs> now my vision's back. In my right eye, thank God, I can see out of my right eye and all the rest of it. Mm. But that was, you know what's weird about it is that I didn't ever get stressed out about it. I was like, eh, whatever, okay. So Catherine goes, well, we got to go to the emergency room. Went to 212 uh, Medical Center out there in Chaska by Britt Britt's house.
3: It's so nice there. That every place is great.
1: Every person I talked to, and I talked to tons of people that worked there. They could not have been nicer, wonderful people. And every one of them listened to this show.
0: Oh, wow. How cool is that? That's great. That's a,
2: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Everybody. That, that sounds awful. Like, because that, that, the first thing that comes to my mind off your story, Tom, is Puckett.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, just arbitrarily it goes. And, and when it's gone, you can't think, well, it'll come back and, you know, it'll yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, he, he, of course, gains. had glaucoma. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if he—I don't know if he'd been diagnosed or or what. I don't know that. Yeah. I do not know. But mm-hmm. I assume they—they, they, I'm sure they also tested you for glaucoma. Yeah, they tested me for everything. Yeah. And
1: it just basically is is uh, an ocular migraine caused by stress. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. And I said, Well, look who do I work with. No wonder I'm blind. You know?
2: Hey, actually. It's the Thursday show in particular with <laughs> Gelfan and Zolgan at
0: the same time. I can't see straight. I'm so pissed off. I can't see anything. They no, had, you're not the first one who's had this problem.
3: They had my contact info because my husband is clumsy and we've been there quite a few times. And clumsy? They just, go, they, just go, they just called me and said, You need to calm down on Tom, okay? <laughs>
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. Did they call you? No. Uh, they should have.
3: They should have. Should have
1: yelled at you. Your
3: insurance company is going to call me.
1: There's no insurance company.
3: Oh, wait, well, never mind. Then we're free and clear. You're good to go. You just sold out your husband.
1: Yeah, she did. she did. completely. She did. Oh, my God. That's the clut. nicest
3: thing I could yeah. possibly say is that he's clumsy. Like. Oh, my
1: God.
3: I mean, I am telling you, he would be the first one to admit that, like, he has tested our insurance limits with his, like... Right. Clumsy is the nicest way I can put it.
0: Have you had any uh, huge fights with him yet? Have there been any like three day blackout sort of thing?
3: Um, no, usually our method is if we if we do get in a fight that's bad mm-hmm. um, I used to try to solve it right away, and I found out that the his family's way is to not talk about it. So I've leaned into that. Sure. and so we'll do the whole. We're pretty much uh, just raising this child together
1: for like four days.
0: yeah,
3: and then he'll break.
0: my my feeling was always that I, 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 I really loved the fights, but I didn't like the sex afterwards.
1: Yeah, it's just not, it's not cool. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You poor man. Why do you have to be bothered with giving up sex for someone to treats you like that?
3: Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know.
1: You know what I'm saying. So
3: dramatic. Okay,
1: I'm going to say this one more time, and then I'm going to shut up about it because you guys can't repeat this. Okay? You ready? Now, Judd, have you met my wife yet? I don't think I have. I don't no. think you have either. Well, although she right she was at the gathering at uh, the Park Tavern that. Oh, day.
2: just briefly, yeah. But I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we've actually talked. much. Okay. Beyonce but helped. Mike
1: has known Catherine forever. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So as the uh, I'm being wheeled back into the waiting room to hear if I'm dying or what's going on. Right. And they wheel me in there, and the doctor says, "Okay, just wait right here. I got to tell you, as of right now, things are looking really good. So don't get too stressed about this, and I'll be back in a couple minutes." I have to go tell your daughter about what's going on. It was my wife. Oh. so I don't you know, know if that's,
0: is that good or bad? That's <laughs> the problem. Apparently
1: she looks 30 years younger than me or something. Yeah. I, I said, that's not my daughter, it's my wife. <sighs> you know, we're seven years apart, which that's is a, not that big a stretch.
0: Yeah, no, it's nothing. Right? Yeah.
1: And she's been in podcasting and radio, so she, could, she should be stressed as hell too. Right? So her, so her
2: night was made. Oh, God, yes. So, Although like, I haven't told you're her that. Being examined, you're being like, I might be dying, I don't, don't know. And your wife's right. like, This is one of the great nights of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Because he might be
1: dying. Yeah, he, that's really well, he nice. He might God. be
2: dying, and they all think that I'm his daughter.
1: That was so cool, though, because I literally, Judd and I were bitching back and forth uh, through text messages about the twins and how you knew they were going to cave in. You just knew that home run was coming. Uh, they're not good enough at this point to beat somebody like a, uh, L.A. Two out of three.
0: But but the loss now, Chad. You can fill us in on this. The loss itself was not the worst part of the day. And what was? Uh, the three injuries. Oh, that's oh. right. There.
1: I thought there were only two. There are three.
0: Uh, yeah, I I read three. What what did you see, Judd? Weren't there? Yeah, th- Gallo Gallo fouled a pitch off his leg right. think, in the ninth and right. was taken
2: out. We don't know what what's wrong there. Polanco left with a hamstring issue, and uh, then Gordon, and Gordon fractured his shin. That's now, right. Gordon, I don't I don't want people to get hurt here. So I'd like to make that clear first. But since I am sort sort of the uh, sports prick at times. I will say sports this. Sports prick. There you go. <laughs> Michael <laughs> A. Taylor playing center field is a better idea than Nick Gordon. And I don't under, I know that yeah. they they don't think that uh, Taylor is that great at the plate. But Nick Gordon and, and our guy Bramer has an I- issue with this. If Nick Gordon makes a play that looks great, he's like, that's an outstanding play. Michael A. Taylor makes the same play and he doesn't get. Lauded for it, yeah, because he makes it look routine. Well, yes, he with, does.
0: Gr- with Grandpa, with Grandpa Bremer, if a if a twins Grandpa Bremer, that's <laughs> nice. If a twins player backhands the ball, he starts yelling about what a great play it was.
2: Yeah,
1: it
0: doesn't take much. His meter is kind of uh, maladjusted.
2: <laughs> that's well put. I've never thought of it that way, but yes, maladjusted is right. But. So I don't want him to be hurt. It's too bad he's hurt, and I take it he's going to be out for an extended period of time yeah. when you hear fractured chin. But I will say if it results in Michael A. Taylor now going back yeah. to center field on a nearly daily basis just defensively, I have zero gripe with that. Right. Here's here's right. the stat from yesterday, you guys, that is incredible. This team now, so no outs, bases loaded in the sixth. I know. They are now with nobody out and the bases loaded this season. Oh for nine with a walk. Oh my! Overall, God. God. overall, get this. This is incredible. It's almost impossible. I think they are five for forty with oh, the
0: bases loaded. God. And with the bases loaded, your batting average should be higher than normal, not less. Right. Yes. Because the pitcher has to throw strikes. Yep. It's, you're right. You know, you've got you've got everything going for you, and if you hit a fly ball, at least you get an RBI. But one thing I'll say about Gordon, though, he's, he's, he never was an outfielder. No. So you've got to cut hmm. him some slack there. You know. Plus, he's a lefty. I, I defend all lefties. But the fact is, you know, he, he, you're right. He, he's not a center fielder. But, um, but the Twins have a, a real problem now because uh, if I, I, I wish I had that, some of that dramatic music. You know, da, da, da. Jose bah, Miranda bah, bah, bah. may be coming back up.
1: Well, he has to. They've got nobody left.
0: Well, he's nobody in the field.
1: <laughs> well, there is yeah. that.
0: Yeah. You don't like to just play leave a third, third base empty? <laughs> yeah,
1: just leave third base empty. They don't have to have a guy there.
0: Well, the thing is he can't really catch the ball at third base, but if he does, he can't throw it. So he's kind of a double threat in that sense.
1: What do we have now, like five injured players? I think there are like five of them, three uh, yeah, the of A couple one, of pitchers, yeah. And a couple of pitchers, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 You're
0: right. has gone. And uh, mm-hmm. who else is? Uh, is, My the- is out right now. Yep.
2: Paddock, of course, is out since l- last year because of Tommy John. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Tom's right. Five or six guys,
0: which is not it. unusual, of course, these no, days.
2: But it's
1: a bitch when you they every time they just about get it rolling, they get a lot of guys hurt.
0: And of course, you know the thing about it is, it's they're really struggling without Kepler.
1: <laughs> oh my God, he hates Kepler. There's no doubt about it. Well, the
0: guy's the guy gets worse every year. And not a good how, hitter. How is he still in the major leagues? I, I don't understand. And now he's now he's become brittle. This is the second time this year he's mm-hmm. been on the injured list, and apparently he hurts himself. Running to first base. Why is he still on this roster? Like he... <laughs> Who gets injured running to first base? He's a professional athlete.
2: Well, you can stretch a hamstring or something oh, yeah. occasionally or step on the bag wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand why he wasn't traded in the winter.
0: Because nobody wanted him.
2: Well, I mean, you still could have traded him to, like, Pittsburgh at the time. They'll yeah. take a guy.
0: Well, the best thing they could have done would have been to trade him to St. Paul.
1: Do you think they will when he comes back?
0: I, not now.
1: No, too, but, too expensive? But I thought,
0: I thought sure they would because Larnik is so much better.
1: Yeah, he is. He is a very good player, actually. So, yeah, I mean, they, they almost uh, pulled two out of three out. They uh, lost the first game in extra innings. They lost yesterday's game because of a bat. That bullpen, they got to do something about some of those guys in that bullpen. Well,
2: Pagan struck finally, right? Like he 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 had actually he had been what I would call very serviceable until yesterday. You bring him in, and he was again quoted in today's paper. And this is the this is the damnedest thing: every time he pitches and gets hit, he talks about he either got screwed or his (laughs) stuff was great. His stuff was still fine, but he just got hit. It's like, no man, you are often, especially in two thousand twenty two brutal
0: absolutely awful yes well every time the, ed- every time the twins lose what? all they do is complain about the umpire
1: well the umpiring is yeah. not great right well, no, now I but will it tell does you work that.
0: both ways it I mean does, I agree yeah. the umpiring is not not very good and obviously they need the Robo up desperately
1: they do you're right. you know
0: but that's not just the twins but whenever they lose oh they just got screwed they did it like you know the well Baldelli, he's Baldelli has become the managerial version of, uh, of Towns.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand.
0: I, I don't know. I hate to defend the umpires because I, you know, I, they hate authority, and they are pretty bad, but in this
1: case. Could I ask you guys a question? Yeah. If there was a god, do you think he would have made my right eye go blind before that Grand slam? <laughs> you see what I'm saying?
0: It never happens just at the right time. No, it never
1: does. You never go blind at the right time, do you?
0: Dang it. Next Next I can't see a thing and I'm glad about it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: I didn't I didn't have to I sit don't through it. I wanna see a, that anyway. Didn't have to sit through yet another twenty. Well yeah, loss.
0: and you know the nice thing is if you if you wind if this winds up being a trend or something, you can always make yourself go blind. Just my my uh, my menu for going blind if you have a migraine. Mm-hmm. Two and a half glasses of red wine.
1: Oh, Catherine would love that if I did that.
0: Yeah, but I guess you can't do that.
1: How about if huh. I do two and a half glasses of red wine, go out at my front door and go, the hell are you looking at? Nope. Yeah. yeah. Nope. What do you nope. think? Nope. No? not no. At all. I
0: uh, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no. we're going to go ahead and <laughs> he cancel. Goes, I
1: forgot but,
2: about that. Uh... Like Look like at Brett. She's like, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> nope. Really bad idea. <laughs> Terrible idea, Mike.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just wait till Catherine gets here. Yeah, oh, that's boy. That's not going to go over well.
0: Oh,
1: turtle you mean I'd like daughter. to have
0: that one back.
1: Yeah. Yes, I understand. We have to take a break here because you guys are just covering everything so rapidly. So beautifully full that we have to take a break. What do you think?
3: Love it. Let's Isn't that do it. you?
1: Uh, that would be you kicked this off, oh, don't you? Oh, I'm at the end. Oh, that's, oh you're at the end. I just keep forgetting you guys me. are at the you end. Remind now. me again. I'm at
3: the end. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Why are you at the
1: Reminder end of the ops?
3: Don't, don't forget to remind me again.
1: I don't get that. Why? Well, everybody else is at the beginning, you're at the end. Why is that? I think
3: it's. I think it's a buffer that both me and judd appreciate
1: i think it's because he's a white man they're treating him differently
4: (laughs) (laughs) exactly what it is i have no response (laughs) i have Uh the emails to prove it
1: yeah there you go we'll be right
4: back this is the tom bernard morning
0: show hello i'm brad huckle president at north american banking company
2: And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company.
0: As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses.
2: And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new, inexperienced banker.
0: In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us.
2: When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you.
1: Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created. And legends are made.
3: All right, Judd, the weather is getting better. It means we're going to have to start showing off some skin. Tell me how we get a better, fitter us.
2: That is e- extremely simple. You, All you have to do, contact my friends from Livia Weight Control Centers. And you know what? forget summer how about spring lose up to 10 pounds by Memorial Day that's right 10 pounds by Memorial Day with their doctor recommended program join today and you're going to get three months for free I joined more than a year ago dropped 40 pounds the most important thing is they're going to help you keep that weight off so three months free you're going to go into summer feeling great looking great 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com, three months free. You can't lose anything, but you will lose weight.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: Okay, uh, Galfan, how many times did they drop the ball?
3: Like six. Oh, sorry, you asked him.
1: See, that seven then. So, in other words, seven. Seven. Is that what you're saying?
3: We round up ten.
1: <laughs> you're going to round up <laughs> ten, are you? So, Galfan didn't even answer. He protected you. Did you see that?
3: I know. That's why I knew he wouldn't tell. He would say, You did telling. a marvelous job, and I would have to sit through his lies. No, I.
0: I saw nothing wrong at all. <laughs> so I knew
1: it. God, what an ass kisser you are! It's unbelievable. It's I, nothing disgusting. wrong at
0: all. I, I, you know what? I, I, God, I've kind of become a, a borderline in uh, in in, uh, in absentia person. Ooh, in you ever absentia. know any borderline people? You
1: mean, a person borderline. Borderline personality? personality. Oh yes, I have indeed. There was Boy, they're a, guy. a delight, aren't they? God, what was his name? Oh, Dad. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your father. <laughs> I forgot about that. So what else has happened? Everything else good?
2: With me? Everybody. outstanding. Outstanding aside aside from the fact that the twins should have most definitely won two of three. They should have most definitely you know what? Yeah. The Monday loss, the Monday loss was a tough one, fun game. Uh they might have got screwed, but right. yesterday, when you have the bases loaded with nobody out in the sixth, and by the way, after that, they took the lead. Like that's the type yep. of game yep. that's that might come back to haunt you, except guess what? Detroit lost
0: again. Well see because that's the division the thing. When, is so bad. <laughs> that's the thing. The twins, you know, if they if they look back, who's gaining on them? That's uh, the Tigers. I yeah. don't think they have to worry about the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers right. are three and a half back, and who cares?
1: I understand, except my team's in first place, so I do care. Yeah, well. Or me
2: know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. uh, I don't know, Judd, I just don't see anybody catching this team, no matter how many injuries they have. Right.
2: You look at how bad, in in fact, a pretty telling stat, I think, for teams as an overall stat is run differential, right? So, like, plus, Mm -hmm. minus of run differential. Yeah. You look at the rest, I think the Twins are plus something, but you look at the rest. 42, I think. Yeah, the rest of the division is minus, and it's substantial. Good God. So, you might be right. You might be right. This time, this time around, a Cleveland might not be good enough just to catch you. So I think that you're probably right. All of that being said, my sad main thing is, is this team good enough? Do they have what it takes to end that 18-game yeah. playoff losing streak?
0: Yeah, there is that. Always hanging over us, that dark cloud that I so love.
1: You love that dark cloud.
0: Yeah, well, You always have. It confirms my Velton uh,
1: Thank you very much. Very, what about 99.9% of people have no idea what you just said?
0: Weltanschauung. It's a, you know, it's one of those compound German words that is mm-hmm. actually just one word. Right. They're, they're brilliant there. It just basically means the lens through which you view life.
1: Ah, uh-huh. what do you
0: think of that action?
1: Take that That's home good. with you. That's a great one.
0: Yeah, it was a word I that— I could use
1: that one, yeah, for I sure. Think,
0: I think both Freud and Hitler liked that word.
1: Okay, or you maybe think, I won't use it as much. <laughs> both— well, Freud did, though, so you can use the Freud. Yeah, Freud, I, Freud, okay. right. I yeah, to even true. that out. Yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah, the Germans are an interesting bunch, aren't they?
0: They've done wonderful things with the language.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just keep it right there. Thank you. All right, so what else is happening?
0: You know, well, this, is what... a, this is a big week for entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm. Why are people talking so loud? Would you mind closing that door behind you? Yeah, sure. I always tell people to close the door, and I think I'm the one who didn't close it, so it's my fault. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people talking in the background. we got to close all the doors when we talk. Here comes Brittany. She's coming back now. Yeah, so. she's a disaster. Let's be <laughs> honest. It's got the door is closed di- absolute now. Absolute disaster.
3: What am I taking credit for now?
1: For talking so loud we could hear you on the air. I was
3: checking. I, there was a bunch of people in the hallway. I was checking to
1: see. rat's ass. I wasn't talking. This is your <laughs> oh, here we go.
0: Blame it on someone
1: else. Yeah, blame it on everybody else. No, it's everyone but me. This is, is that a, what you're saying? I'm going to
3: need a nicer chair if you guys are going to constantly a be n- railing at me. A
1: nicer
2: chair. I'm
1: going
3: to need better back support as I get attacked on a daily basis. It's I
2: true. think you got to close the door next time.
3: I left to go check in the hallway because there was I'm people I'm just out. saying. Close I'm, 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 the door. John, you're not even in the room, and you've got critiques. <laughs> and
1: he heard it more than we did. I would so tell you?
3: I'm starting to feel why there might be sports people out there who aren't big fans of you, Mr. Critique. Oh, Ooh, my God. I know oh, less about this attack. situation. Oh, my God. You know, this, this
0: thing started out as just sort of a gentle banter. And yeah. now, now yeah. I'm coming
3: for his life. That's the story of my life.
0: I'm a bumblebee. Since when is Gelfand a peacemaking
2: type? <laughs> I know, right? This isn't the Mike Gelfand I I used to hear on this show. Think
0: about that. Mike the peacemaker. Now this is how hey. bad things have become.
2: How <laughs> bleak
3: things have gotten. I'm attacking Judd. All right. And now um, I've
0: become Henry Kissinger.
3: Yeah, all right? Thanks for...
1: Who the hell was it to just mention? You know, things can't be too bad. At least at this juncture in our lives, Henry Kissinger is not a sex symbol.
3: <laughs> we got a message about that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. He's alive, though.
1: Is he really? Yes. He also oh, talked know.
3: that Woody Allen was this big sex symbol. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot
1: about that.
0: Which I, don't
1: I never know understood about that one right. either. But you know. How
0: about Rudy? Seventy-eight years old. Rudy, not not our Rudy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rudy Perpich. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Rudy Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani, Oh, that's right. 78, and he's like like mainlining Viagra combined with alcohol.
1: That's what I heard, yeah. How
0: do you do that? I mean, that's got to be bad for your health, doesn't it?
1: Do you think he really told somebody that it would cost them $2 million to get them off? Did he actually do that?
0: I don't think he actually did it. I think he was just bragging. So it never happened. That he he could get someone a pardon.
1: For two million. For two
0: million, but he was only going to keep half of it. So. Oh, he's
1: only going to keep one of the million. Yeah. Okay.
0: But no, I mean the guy. The guy, uh, according to the to the lawsuit, and it's not hard to believe. We know that he's always intoxicated. That's that's something everybody's known.
1: That he's a booze hound?
0: Yeah, but the idea that that he's like you know taking like like multiple hits of Viagra day, not actually almost hour after hour.
1: That's not good for you. No. Why does he do that? That's really not good no. for you.
0: No. Well, what, what happens is he's combined the two. So his recipe is uh, it, it's, uh, it's one part vermouth, it's one part gin, and it's two parts Viagra. Really? Well, that's I'm, – I'm just sort of – But that of, can't yeah. be good. It's, and, well, he's got a great name for it. He calls it the Erectini. Mm. Oh,
1: get it? My Mm E-Rectini. Oh, Mm -hmm. clever you are. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Very, very clever. I was up all
0: night writing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You probably were, actually, come to think of it. That's probably true. Since we're on the the subject of, of, I guess, can you even call him a a political figure at this point? He doesn't have a job anymore, does he?
0: No, he's been disbarred by New York and, uh, I think, in, in the district.
1: Has he really? I think so. God, I wouldn't doubt it. wouldn't surprise me in at least. After Santos' expulsion is punted. Oh, so, I, so they didn't expel him? I thought they did expel him.
0: No, because it was a strictly party lines vote.
1: Oh, it was? So it's just that there, there, there are more Republicans than Democrats in that, yeah. in that setup? Mm-hmm. After a vote to refer his case to House Ethics Committee, chaos on the, Oh, they had chaos, though, from it, Mike. What do you think of that action?
0: I'm, uh, they're going in the right direction.
1: House Democrats uh, pushed to expel from Congress GOP freshman Representative George Santos, recently indicted on a list of criminal charges, wasn't expected to earn the two-thirds majority needed to do so. They have—they don't have two-thirds of the House in New York. There's no way that's true. Congress, no way in New York.
0: Well, that's, this was this was in uh, this was at, in D.C. Right? This was the House.
1: Oh, it was the entire. Oh, it wasn't just the state house; it was the federal house.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh Jesus, I didn't know that. They took this all the
0: way to the federal. Well, that's where it started. This is a, this is just a with, it, with. Oh, you mean the discovery it's that he within was within the house, house, the congressional house oh, of so representatives.
1: The, they're the ones who went after and found out he was moving that money around.
0: Uh, well, I think that's coming from various directions. Yeah,
1: sounds like it. Uh, the twenty-one, uh, two twenty-one to two o four vote Wednesday, which followed party lines instead uh, decided to refer a resolution on Santos on the House Ethics Committee. All Republicans voted for the motion. The five Democrats on the Ethics Committee voted present. So why did they do that, Mike? Why would they vote present?
0: Well, because they didn't want to have recorded that they were protecting this guy.
1: So they wanted to protect him, so they vote present. Yeah. Why would they want to protect him? Because
0: voting present is the same thing as voting no in this case. Yeah, but it didn't work. Well, they, what they were doing was they were voting not to remove him.
1: But that's what I'm saying. So,
0: so the, the, I, I think the, the, the question was whether they would remove him from Congress. But, but, they, but needing a two-thirds vote, that, saying no, we vote no, is the same thing as saying, is saying we, we want him to stay.
1: But why would five Democrats want him to stay? Oh, I thought I that was
0: say. I thought that was five Republicans who voted no. It says who,
1: who voted uh, it present. Says five Democrats on the ethics committee voted present. Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't know. See, that's why I was. Uh, you were arguing the point. I'm like Mike. How can you argue this point? This is not a good thing. What
0: What does it take now to get you
2: expelled from politics? By the way.
0: Well, in this case, it would be it would be yeah, be two thirds, uh, I guess. No, but I'm saying I'm saying the sin. Oh, I see like, what kind like, of crime you're like, saying.
2: Yeah, like what would finally get you to, or or you basically told you have to go away from this. We no longer want you in the field.
4: Actually, getting something done. Yeah, that might have that would help. They would throw you out if you actually did something that was good <laughs> for the uh, economy and for the people.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a mess, isn't it?
1: Well, it's all money grubbing. That's all it is now. Is money, well, it's money, it's, money, it's money, money, money. Yeah unfortunately now wait a minute we have five people on the air right now i'm looking at all five of us let's get a two-thirds majority to tell me to go home in a half an hour early what do you think
0: i, I vote present
3: i vote present as well <laughs>
0: voting
1: present. Yeah. everyone's voting present as present. well i love so i'll be right here for another hour i, think, here, so. You know. I think so it'll all work in a, yeah i just don't understand the politics of this if they wanted him out why didn't they get him out
0: well they they they're never going to be able to get him out because the republicans are only a majority by like like a four a yeah. four seat margin right. so the republicans are it's it's all it's all you know just it's identity politics that's all it is
1: it still makes no sense to me why they would vote uh, n- a president present yeah, or whatever I don't get the hell that it. At I don't at all. understand it. why would they do that it makes i'm not look it's none of my business i'm not on the committee or any of the rest of it but I just don't understand why the hell they do something like that.
0: Well, you, you know, it, in the end it's all about it's, as you say it's it's just well in this case it's about it's about it's about you know controlling the majority and then mm-hmm. that, that goes into of course a money thing. And and this is a money crime. So, you got to at some point you got to defend a guy who figured out a way to make a $750,000 debt go away, like, overnight.
1: Yeah, overnight. That's pretty good, actually.
0: Yeah, that's... You can pull
1: that one off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't understand it at all anymore. I know nothing about politics anymore. I, th- I find them pretty much all to be disgusting. I really do. Not I, pretty. I, I'm talking about at the state level, at the federal level. Yeah. Most of these federal,
0: what about the 10th Ward?
1: Yeah, what about, yeah, what about the 10th Ward?
0: <laughs> that's yep. a little messy there. I, I just, it's just,
1: why... All we do now is elect money grubbing pigs.
0: But I don't think, in in their defense, I don't think the tenth ward is about money.
1: Oh, you don't think so? I think it
0: goes way beyond that. What's it about? Uh, it's it's about power. It's about uh, yeah. it's about ignorance and power. It's about hatred. You know, hate's a pretty good start. You go from hate to yeah. money just almost instantly.
1: Why is it so easy for people to 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 hate something?
0: Uh, because. Everybody wants everybody else to be the same as they are.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't waste my energy on hating anybody for that.
1: Who
4: uh-huh.
2: cares? There's a lot of pe- people that do, Tom. Like it, it's very bizarre, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people. when it, It's so weird now, too, because there, there was a long time in my being, I think what I would now call in retrospect, naive. Where, like, I would learn about the 60s, right? The Mm 60s and civil rights. You'd be like, well, thank God we're past all that. Thank God. And if, you know, the last 20 years, 15 years, 10 years have shown shown me, we're really not past that. Like, we really haven't changed. We have made some positive changes at times for sure. And it feels like there are periods of time where things are calmer. But when you look at what's transpired in the last 10 years, we're not a long way past that. We have a lot of the same exact problems. So there's
1: no way to make money by, by admiring or loving someone. You you can only make money by hating the the other guy. Is that what the message is here for our young people in America?
0: Well, it helps. Hate hate winds up being a very good thing for, for fundraising. And look. Oh yeah, who, I can see that. Who's the yeah. most? Who's probably the most corrupt, as far as we know, the most corrupt public figure, most powerful corrupt figure in the country. It's, Brittany Arneson. It's a member of the Supreme Court. If it goes up to the Supreme Court, what hope do we have? That's
1: uh, This is what I'm saying. It's just the whole thing is an absolute mess, and both of these parties are horrible right now. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can't stand either one of them. They're just... Right. It's all about money and power. But I suppose it, it, it all And it goes been.
0: back to the Supreme Court yeah. saying that, that money is speech. That's what opened the doors.
1: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. So... I don't know. We'll see how it all works. So we just, uh, shoulder to the wheel. I'm going to try not to go blind in my right eye again. I'm so glad you're okay, goes. too. Well, that's very nice of you. Yeah. Really,
2: I'm really glad, because that, that does sound incredibly scary, to be honest with you.
1: But I wasn't scared. Isn't that weird? I was not scared, not for one second. Good for you. And, and
0: remember this, Tom, in wouldn't. the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king.
1: Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown. Touchdown. So you're so, fine. I'm good. To, I'm at one and a half, so that's close enough.
0: Oh, that's good enough.
1: No, I don't know. I, I suppose it is kind of weird that I was not scared because I I could have had a brain tumor, I could have had cancer, mm-hmm. I could have had a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I never even thought that was possible for a second. I don't know why. You think and I was came to work denial? the next
2: day too? B- by the way,
1: yeah, I got to bed at eleven thirty, so that's not too bad. A lot of people would have called in and been like, "I ain't coming in tomorrow." But I can't. I, I would Brittany. miss Brittany way too much if I didn't come <laughs> oh, in. Oh, if
3: you don't come in, I'll come see ya. Don't worry. There okay. There Honestly, go, if you're there. taking the day off, I'm probably am too.
1: You're probably going to hit the road,
0: <laughs> and we all
3: are. My work ethic is
2: pretty low at this point.
1: <laughs> Judd has to go, unfortunately. That Tuesday Thursday thing.
2: Bye, Judd. Yeah. Bye, everybody. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. See, See you, ya, Mike.
1: Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen, Score North's very own Judd Zolgad, working like a like a dog. Um, so what's next? What what does happen next? We're at a money grubbing, and it's always been money grubbing, but it's the worst it's ever been now. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here?
0: I think we go to Mystic Lake tonight. What's at Mystic Lake? Yeah. Uh, Tanya Tucker. Uh, Tanya Tucker's in town? Ta- well, of course, she's a country singer. Yes. So, so I always say Tanya. You know, oh, yeah, Tanya, that's, she was true. An opera, that's true. If she was in opera, opera et, or whatever they call them, uh, then I would say Tanya. Tanya, then. Well, so so the Tanya reason I, Harding? The reason I mentioned this is because I was doing a little research yesterday, and her first appearance in Minnesota was almost to the day 49 years ago when she appeared at the St. Cloud Municipal Sports Center. What? Yes, the St. Cloud Municipal Sports Center. She was 15. Oh, God. She sang her, her big three hits and many more, Delta Dawn. You remember Delta Dawn? I remember Dawn? Delta Dawn. And then uh, and then a couple of songs, other. I think, were, which were especially appropriate for a 15-year-old, uh, which were Blood Red and Going Down and Would you, and Would You Lay With Me. Mm-hmm. That fifteen. 15. Okay. And uh, I found I found in uh, in my uh, in my clip files, I found the review that appeared in the Minneapolis Tribune. okay, the next day. And uh, I'm just I'm not going to quote much from it. Don't worry. but it it did say, first of all, it referred to her a five-man backup band which smothered her voice with an incompetent insistence on instrumentation. Oh, my God. That was just the bad part. Uh, They said, the the, the critics said that she was the youngest person in the auditorium. And then this was the part I liked best, strutting about the stage in blue jeans and a sequined jeans jacket and belting out the words with the force of a gin-joint veteran more than one good old boy in the crowd was guilty of statutory leering. Oh my god. And what I, a
1: horrible uh, way to put that.
0: A horrible, yeah. And I guess you probably know who wrote that.
1: You? Yes. Ah, uh, what a shock. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell that at all, ladies That's and so... gentlemen. <laughs> Gelfano.
3: Oh, that's so funny!
0: One of my favorite moments as a journalist.
1: Wasn't she playing hide the banana with Glenn Campbell at that time?
0: Yeah. No,
1: she wasn't fifteen. She was
0: older. I uh, know, maybe sixteen. I don't know. Uh, really? Yeah. It was that bad? Huh? That's it so was pretty bad. Bleak. Yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. God, who needs it?
3: Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of a trip down memory lane, we were talking about uh, the Mobile being renamed yes. as. The Frankenmobile, or is it just, just Frank- the Frankmobile? Frankmobile, yeah. Thank you. Um, yep. um, they, somebody had, uh, one of our listeners emailed, it and they were saying, Will you please ask Gelfan mm-hmm. to talk about his experience with the Wienermobile?
0: Well, yes, I, I remember it was the, the, the Wienermobile, was, uh, <laughs> it was actually rolling through uh, fashionable Linden Hills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. I don't think that would be allowed today. No. Probably not. But it was less fashionable then, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I got a ride in the Wienermobile, and
1: uh, are there two seats?
0: Um, there must have been.
1: I did because I've never been in a Wienermobile. I don't, there I don't must know have been.
0: I, I don't remember much about it, and but
3: I, I think they've revamped them now because Chris talks about it being like a coach bus, like they have a bunch oh, of yeah. in there now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's been quite there's a lot of revamping since then.
0: Yeah. And uh, so it, w- it was a thrill. And uh, but the the bi- the thing I remember most is um, I got I, when I was done with it, there was a crowd gathered because you know there were like half a million people listening to the show.
1: Mm, oh God, yes.
0: And uh, I was just smothered by people, all of whom wanted to know what Tom Bernard is really like. <laughs> That's a thrill. That's a thrill for you. I know that. And I said, you know, he's he's grouchy. He's uh, it's just, he's, you know, it's kind of what you, what you hear is what you get.
1: Well, it all depends on whose who's lens you're looking through. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I find it, that, that actually came up talking to a doctor last night about why I'm stressed out and all the rest of it. Mm. And, I, and there is a part of being a public figure that is a massive pain in the ass. Part of it is great, yeah. but there's also a part of it that's horrible. And why people have to make it horrible for you, I, the, I do not understand that part. Look, if I disagree with you, then I just wouldn't listen to you anymore. I wouldn't go around and tell Gal fan's a horrible human being, oh my God. What is that?
0: <laughs> and the worst part of it is that uh, if, if someone is famous, um, it could be just as easily be a fan who does the man.
1: You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no doubt about it. Happens it happens all the time. It does happen all it's, the time. It's
0: like, uh, it's like the Day of the Locust. I love that movie.
1: Those are good. It was a good book
0: too. Did you ever read the book? Did I ever read the book? I'm like the original member of the Nathaniel West fan
1: club. I thought you were going to say, "Did I read the book? I helped Nathaniel." <laughs> write I thought
0: it. he was
3: going to say that too, and I was like, "Oh my God! First the Todd, <laughs> well, Tanya Tucker."
0: Well, the book was written uh, nearly a hundred years ago. It was, yeah, yeah. God, not quite that old. Not that yeah. old. You're
1: right, yeah, right. But it was.
0: It's one. It is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, novel of all time.
1: I'm telling you. We need – I, I still to this day, Mike, cannot read a book on a laptop or my phone or whatever. I have to hold the book in my hand. I love holding a book in my hands.
0: Well, the, you know, the thing is when when that migraine strikes – or when you actually do go blind in one eye. Sure. It's all kindled from then on. That's it. And I know from an experience. Well, I suppose, yeah. It's the only way I can read. I
1: suppose that's true. But
0: I am not not the only way. I can read the racing form easily enough.
1: Do you read through your left eye? Um, yeah. You know how I know that? Because hmm. your right eye sags a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. the right eye isn't worth that much, but that's I'm hanging I'm. on. I got a little peripheral vision going on there. Yeah. So, you know, I cherish that.
1: So why you and me both with the right eye? What's that?
0: Uh, stress.
1: It is, well that's what they told me. This is all brought on by stress.
0: But you do have that's to, true. one thing is you, you have to, uh, you have to have your ocular pressure uh, gauged, uh, you know, probably every year or so.
1: No, I, no, absolutely. From now on they say I have to keep, I have to keep an eye on it. Give yeah, it!
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Ah! I, yes, and you should. Let's again, follow ups are important.
1: I have I have my daughter I mean my wife oh, Catherine that can help me out with it. She was incredibly terrific. Of course, she She loves stayed you. side by side for the whole time. She was wonderful. Never showed any because she knew if she showed concern, it would make me even more uh, nervous. I don't like seeing my family stressed out. Did
0: she put in a call to her favorite actuary?
1: I think she did. So what kind of numbers are we looking at? <laughs> what well, <are> those
0: <laughs> well, you know what? He just moved down two tables. That's have, actuary talk.
1: It is. I have to ask you guys a question here, and this is something you're probably not going to hear on any other show out there. Uh, but the headline in the Wall Street Journal tomorrow, uh, today excuse me, is not really good news. We've been talking about this a little bit, that eventually because of the massive debt that's out there. As a matter of fact, one of the companies in town, I won't name them because I have friends that work there, uh, their stock is down to $0.09. $0.09. $0.09. It's
0: still trading?
1: Uh, No, because they took it off the exchange, and uh, apparently there's a massive problem. A lot of radio stations are going to go away. Now, Hubbard's aren't because they're not deeply in debt.
0: Well, yeah, because it's a family operation Yep. instead of a hedge fund. So actually, their business is actually... Broadcasting and podcasting and all yes. the other things they yes, do. Yes, it is. But in the case of the people who own most of the radio stations, their business is not radio. For no, example. it's not at all. Their business is just sucking all the money out of out of these stations and then leaving them for bankruptcy. That's
1: exactly what happens. There's no question about it. So I want to be very clear about that because I did make a prediction. You know, about a year ago that eventually the Hubbards will be the only people in the radio business in this market. And now I read this morning the headline, the number one headline in the Wall Street Journal. ESPN plans to stream flagship channel eyeing cable TV's demise. So you're going to lose broadcast radio and cable TV at about the same time. That's interesting, isn't it?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of people who are terrified about the, the prospect of AM radio going away completely, because we don't really understand, we don't think about how how many people depend on that. No, so, you're absolutely right. Uh, for example, you know, uh, right-leaning uh, right political figures. You know, radio's been a great thing for, mm-hmm. the, for, oh, the, yeah, for the right. Oh, yeah, absolutely, And so that's, that's going to hit them hard. Uh, also, uh, religious stations. Cause, yeah. Because they're yep. one of the main things left in AM. So that's yep. going to go away. I won't cry about that. But still,
1: well, Ford said they're not they're not putting AM radios in the car at all anymore.
0: Anyway. That's right. It's not just Ford.
1: Oh, it's not just Ford. No, now? it's a lot or of
0: different car. Makers. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they, they're saying what their excuse is. They're saying that AM radio is something about the the conflict of AM radio and electric car engines.
4: What? Yeah, there was something. Tesla has not put an AM radio, I believe, in their vehicles for a long time because of that, mm-hmm. which I thought there was going to be some sort of government step in where they went, hey, by the way, AM radio was the only thing, just in case, you know, We have an alien attack,
2: right?
1: And all
4: all the streaming and all the digital is down. AM radio can still send a signal halfway across the world. Well, that's that's right. right.
0: That's right, because it it, it'll travel a long ways, but obviously FM doesn't. Mm -hmm. And and the other thing is that a lot of people in small towns this is this is all they have. You know, if if they want to know about what's going on in their town, is AM radio. So there's a lot of people who are going to be just really upset about this. They don't understand it yet.
1: Isn't it amazing, Mike, looking back, because you and I have been talking about this for about five years now, that eventually cable TV and radio would go away. Yeah. And everybody, are you out of your mind? That's never going to happen. Right. I'm sorry. You cannot be that deeply in debt and go forward. It just is not going to happen. Right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I don't know. It's unfortunate, but uh, I kind of like the fact that we're on digital right now. What do you think of that action?
0: I'm
3: into
1: it. Place to be. It is indeed, and like I said, the Hubbard's are going to be the ones to walk away because they—they're they, they're not run by a hedge fund. Hedge funds are destroying so many American businesses; it is unbearable.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the one of the major cancers in this country, and, and uh, I don't know, people just don't seem to don't seem to understand it.
1: You kids going to put your house on the market this year? No. Good move. Here's the headline. Also in the Wall Street Journal, right under the table, cable TVs going under. Home prices posted largest annual drop in 11 years. Whoa. That is not good. Well, the
0: bubble burst. It did. Yeah,
1: I was going to say,
3: it's, not, it's probably not that daunting. There's been, s- the, the, like, what, two years ago, man, home prices were insane. Oh, they were way
1: up there, yeah. So, like,
3: we're due for a little bit of a drop.
1: See, I love, one thing I do love about newspapers, and I am going to miss, hmm. although you can still look them up on, online, so that's good. Home prices posted largest annual drop in over 11 years in April, you go over about five inches to the right of that, and it says, and I quote, Wealthy homebuyers are flocking to Puerto Rico. <laughs>
3: it's
0: like, oh, okay. Oh,
3: there's the whole game plan right there. I yeah. wonder
0: if the people in Puerto Rico are, are, are saying, We don't want these rich immigrants coming <laughs> right? our country. Exactly. Yeah. They took our jobs.
1: Interesting stories. But, yeah, we'll stay on top of it and all the rest of it. But uh, we got to take a break here, our last little break. Come back and wrap things up right after this.
4: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com.
1: You know, I've always said you can't count on two nice weekends in a row until mid-June in Minnesota. Well, once again, I'm right. What better time to lose weight like I'm doing with MNFatLoss.com. The program has been great for me. I've lost 20 pounds, and I've been on the program for exactly one month today. I'm not feeling hungry. I am feeling a lot healthier, and I've got plenty of energy. You know me. I'm not going to count points or eat prepackaged meals. Certainly no hypnosis is going to happen. I wouldn't follow a fat loss program that isn't safe. i got to be around to do this podcast because my name's on the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm proving that you can lose 20 to 30 pounds in just a couple of months. Do yourself a favor and check out the program at mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, but I'm losing weight and I do feel great. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day, by the way. No exercise required. Schedule your free consultation. Go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. If you've been listening, you know I'm a fan of Nissan vehicles. I own an Altima. My son and daughter-in-law both own Nissans, and we bought them all at Walls Nissan stores here in the Metro. They hang their hats in Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids. So why is Walls different than other Nissan stores? And why should you absolutely go there this month? Tell them I personally sent you to lease or buy your next vehicle. First, there's Walzer Care, a complimentary powertrain warranty that will keep you covered for miles to come for free at Walzer Nissan. This month, you can score 0% financing for up to 60 months on select Nissans, or you can lease the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder S for only $269 a month. You'll need to tell them you want the Tommy B deal, of course. That's understood. So, not just Nissan, but Walzer Nissan, Burnsville, Waisetta, and Coon Rapids. Don't forget to let them know the Tom Bernard family sent you and ask for the Tommy B deal go to walzer.com and select the walzer nissan store nearest you 269 per month for 24 months Ten thousand miles per year 5900 do it signing then
2: pc 261725
4: this is bob sansever and i want to tell you about dave bialki from bialki law dave represented my wife mary when she had a significant workplace injury she was very happy with the job dave did if you have a work-related injury and have dave represent you i'm betting you'll be happy too consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit Bialkilaw.com. that's b-i-a-l-k-e-law.com this is
0: the tom bernard morning show podcast we
1: are back ladies and gentlemen now this headline just popped up also from the wall street journal and i don't know what this is so i have to ask you guys what this even is okay You're- why employees hate hot
0: desking what is hot, hot desking? Does desking. that mean like showing up in person to work? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. It's I wonder a hot desking. It means you like you
3: sitting. don't have a, dis- a, a designated desk. Does, Does it
0: that's mean having guess. sex on your desk? Oh, Obviously. It means you're
1: sharing a desk yeah. with someone else. I, is Ish. that what it is? Ugh.
3: Well, I don't know. I, that was like my guess. Hmm. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: that's what it said. The shared workspace trend is growing, but researchers say many companies are doing it wrong. Hot desking has some issues to work out with nearly half of the pre-pandemic office population in some major U.S. cities working remotely on any given day. One of the things that Mike already mentioned. um, Grab an empty one on uh, on days they come into the office seems like a cost-saving no-brainer. The Genza Research Institute's 2022 U.S. workplace survey found that 19% of the office workers who responded has unassigned workspaces compared with 10%. Why would they do that? Why would they go with unassigned workspaces?
3: That's where, like General Mills, uh, a lot of that space is just kind of open, and whenever you need that day, you go into that area.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. Is that going to mess with my Cheerios?
3: People are, you know, (laughs) I promise you, if anything, they're going to make sure that those Cheerios get out. That's their number one setup. And and all that will
0: come to an end when all these large office buildings are mostly empty.
3: Well, yeah, General Mills has a huge campus. um, Yeah, so.
0: Well, when I when I was covering City Hall back in the day, um, we had there was a there was a, a reporter's room in City Hall, and there was a, oh right there yeah. was one yep. huge desk in there, and then you know basically the only people who ever used the room were the people from from the uh, Minneapolis Tribune, so um, there was another guy who covered City Hall occasionally, and uh, but he liked to come in there during the lunch hour with his girlfriend. And, well, and take advantage of this huge desk.
1: Wait a minute. What do you mean by that,
0: Mike? I, Mike. Mean, I mean that, like, I would be covering a meeting, and I'd come back, and, uh, and I would find the room unoccupied, but I would also find um, just reminders of the people who had been there before me.
1: Wasn't it Mayonnaise.
0: Uh, well, that would have been worse, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? I think he'd prefer. <laughs>
3: I think he'd prefer the just had sex room than yeah. somebody eating a bunch of mayonnaise. Yeah, it
0: wasn't pleasant, <laughs> and I and I always thought it probably affected my writing too. Oh really? Why? Well, I just I just figured that that there was some sort of like a, a, a subconscious placing of, of sexual uh, in, innuendos in my room. Oh, right. oh yeah, see, this yeah.
3: sexual tension that's yeah. palpating your writing. I could see that.
1: I could see it as well. There's no <laughs> question about it. So where was this room that they could even – did they at least lock the door?
0: Uh, I don't even know if we could lock. The well,
1: door. That's what I'm wondering. It, w- was it a big hallway or hall? I mean.
0: Well, I know one thing. Uh, huh. I know one thing, and I, I knew this guy very well. He's actually, you know, he's a good guy. But I, if someone had had walked in there and and when he was having sex with uh, whoever he's having sex with, right. I don't think it would have bothered him.
1: <clears throat> probably not. <laughs> You're probably right about that. He was that. probably
0: hoping for it.
1: Uh, another headline in the Star Tribune this morning, Minnesota's high school tech education is among the worst in the country. Oh, okay. good. Why would that be? That's
0: kind of hmm. odd. I don't know. Why is it?
1: It's stunting local industry's growth, they're saying. Minnesota's high school tech education is among the worst in the country. Uh, the state ranks last in the U.S. in percentage of high schoolers offering computer science coursework with only 21%. Why, why would they not want to get involved in that? I don't know much about it, but...
0: Well, you remember where there used to be... This goes back to... I mean, we remember it well when, when there was a vocational high school.
1: Yeah, yep, absolutely. So maybe
0: they should bring something like that back.
1: Well, that's what I was wondering. Why did they ever let that go anyway, Mike? Why did they ever close down vocational?
0: I, I don't know. I, I uh, Budget problems, I have no idea. But one thing I do know is that if it's part of public education in the inner city, it's, it doesn't matter. No. Or even in the city. Or even in you know many of the suburbs, it doesn't matter. public education. that's one other thing, a great institution that's being killed in this country. And Maybe. why is it, Mike? because it's uh it's not something that a lot of people want to exist. Why? Because they want everything to be privatized.
1: Because there's more money in it?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> for example, look at what's happening in Florida, where they're basically removing well, they're burning books, you know and, and that's just a metaphor. But look at look at what right. they're doing in the public. What Desantis is doing there, he wants to con, control public education. Now, politicians should not control public education. I think we agree on that. But
1: they always have.
0: Well, not to this extent. they're passing laws saying you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, the idea that you can't mention, uh, you can't mention, you can't mention, you can't mention books that in which there are, are characters who are non-binary. You know, like, you know, even even when kids are 16, 17 years old, that's just that's crazy. I mean, think of all the great literature in which characters right. that are involved. Right. And uh, plus, kids are kids are definitely old enough at that age to understand this.
1: Why? When are we going to understand that the far extremes of both parties are destroying this country? Are we ever going to come to the honest opinion, it's not just one or the other party, it's both of them. And it's on the extreme edges, and if we allow them to continue on, they're going to destroy this country.
0: Well, it's uh, public ed- when public education dies, um, democracy dies with it. That's all I got to say about that. And
1: uh, do you see that being a possibility? It's happening. It seems like it's happening. Oh, it's are definitely gonna, happening. Are they going to let it go? Apparently. Well that's great news. I though. mean the
0: the you know classrooms classrooms in in a, in a lot of schools probably more schools than not you know have become just just bedlam if you if you look in the uh, like at indeed. com the website mm-hmm. where where you see a lot of advertising schools advertise there when they need when they need yeah, teachers I not just teachers yeah. but anybody who works in schools and there's a of course they're all begging for psychologists in schools now. oh yeah
1: absolutely but they can't pay
0: them enough no exactly. so they're not getting them but and it's it's paraprofessionals it's teachers it's everything there's there's probably a hundred hundred a day quitting
1: so where's all this money going that we're spending on education?
0: Well, it's it's going into education, but it's education that's failing.
1: So why are we still paying for it if it's failing? I mean that's the problem I have. If it's not well, working, I get mean, rid I, of it.
0: I guess that's the question: is Are you going to just abandon it? And I don't think that's going to happen. Why
1: can't we restructure it?
0: Well, um, I I it would be nice. I that I agree. would be. But the problem, you see, the as I thing I've observed, and, of course, I, I have two kids who have taught in public schools. And when they taught in public schools, they liked it most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's untenable now. The point is, if you look at things, things that are going wrong in public schools and you say, well, well, what's going wrong? Well, actually, everything's going wrong. And that's because everything's going wrong, period. In other words, yes. schools simply reflect the fact that everything is going wrong.
1: When are we going to wake up?
0: Probably when it's too late.
1: I just don't understand why people continue this hatred of everybody and everything. Why would you want to waste your life hating everything? What a waste of uh, a great thing.
0: I know. uh, Hatred should be limited to the New York Yankees.
1: You damn right. (laughs) Now we're talking. We can close on that. That's perfect. Hatred should be limited to the New York Yankees. We'll talk to you tomorrow.